Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, welcome everybody. It's time to open the locker room on this Friday afternoon, a day when we've got more bugs going here, there, and everywhere. Not sure of quite everything going on, but welcome to the locker room again because it is a Friday before a Sunday game. And one of the things that's so important is that as we approach this game, it's something that I think everybody's got to come to grips with, and that is just the power of belief. The power of believing that, you know, something special can happen coming up. You know, there's a lot of people that will sit there and be naysayers and be, no, bah humbug, that can't happen. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, uh, you've got to have that power of belief. And unfortunately, right now, we seem to be having some problems. And Max is online with me. But I... And I I know <laughs> I know what it is. Okay, you gotta you, you gotta see this to believe it. <laughs> okay, this is what it was. Oh my god! Are you are, are you? T- oh my god! <laughs> Wolf, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, is that good? Jacob left with I such could, a look of disdain uh, on his face. <laughs> you can't believe like, uh, Okay, folks, here's what's happening. As we're scrambling, uh, there's a lot of things going on because there's a move from iHeart to a new building. The computer, One of the computers is down. Then all of a sudden, I can't hear Max. I can't hear myself. I can't hear anything. And Jacob is right there by me. All right, ninja number one sitting right there. And I'm he's going fiddling with the dials and everything like this. I'm going, I can't hear it. I'm trying to stumble along. And all of a sudden, he picks up the cord <laughs> that I failed to plug into the board. <laughs> 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 he forgot if I... to plug it in. He forgot to plug it in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. He's, Jacob's got Your this host. huge board in front of him with all these dials and everything else. And he's going over everything, right? And here I am sitting with the headphones on. And I forgot to plug it in. <laughs> oh, man. We're off to exactly. a roaring start. It, it's like sitting in the car and not putting the keys in the ignition <laughs> and expecting it to start. That's essentially what Wolf just did, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jacob goes, I can't even I look can't at hear you. anything. <laughs> I because can't it's hear. not connected to anything to here. 
It's unbelievable. You can't be that stupid. You know, but this is the thing about it, Max. You can't fix stupid, but you sure can have a good belly laugh over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. That is true. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, I'm laughing gosh. so hard. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, especially when you just, you're holding the 3.5 millimeter hip jack in your hand. Like, ah, that's why I don't hear anything. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's try to restart this thing. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the locker room. <laughs> oh this gosh. is this is what short-term uh, high-intensity concussion, uh, short-term memory loss looks like. <laughs> and Max, as I always say, don't mock me. I'm the face of your future, buddy. <laughs> How old there are you is. now? How old are you now? Uh, I'm holding on. I'm still 39. You're 39. Well, I'm 63, buddy. Let me tell you something. The 40s begin to slide. The 50s pick up steam. And I'm rolling into the 60s, my friend. <laughs> well, you should yeah, see Jacob. Oh Jacob wants to shoot me. I'm going, I can't hear <laughs> Oh, is that funny? Oh, my goodness. I Wow. Okay. So, oh my God, Max! Yeah. Here we go, Maximilian, because you are Maximilian, and my son Maximus is Maximus. Maximilian, the Steelers in 2005, my friend. You were there. Yes. You know, you guys lost three in a row. You go to seven and five. Now you won the last four in a row to close out the season. Max, what was it like as you stood? If you can take us back to that time, and I really want to draw on your your memory, your expertise in that moment. You guys are looking at the fact that you're 7-5 and five and you could find yourself out of the playoffs. And you know that this was closing out Bussy's time. This was, this was really all about getting Bussy to Detroit. And there is this – I don't know whether you, what, what you guys were, were perceiving. Were you hopeful? Were you – were you down? What what were you? What was the thought process for that last month? Well, I think the biggest thing was for us was that we were determined. Um, we knew what we wanted to get done, and we realized we hadn't done that um, up to that point. We had, you know, a, a pretty a pretty rocky. Um, Indianapolis game. That was the one where we, I was telling you, you know, I've been, we've been talking to people this week about um, just how loud the, the RCA dome was. We didn't right. have a silent count. Um, we had we had we, we we had a rough game against the Ravens um, as well. You know, defense was doing a lot of crazy things. Um, that was the two trains one track era too. Yeah. And, and they had that. Remember, you remember that 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 what they call walk around or schoolyard yep, defense? Absolutely. Everybody's the, standing yeah. up. Yeah. So, so, so that's complete so soft set across the board, right? I mean, you've got a soft set that thing. Yeah, you got a soft set. Um, everything because you can, you don't know who's coming. You don't know who the five are. So you're trying to ID it, and it's like almost like one. You know, sometimes it's like. Like you idea it, that guy is going to drop, regardless <laughs> right. of what your responsibility is. He's dropping, and they're firing somebody else. Right. But that that that's what you 
But that's when you got a defense that knows that that that's been together, that knows each other inside and out, that could do some some nuanced stuff like that. You couldn't pull that with just any defense, right? Um, right. But I mean, like you said, so so those were those were those were a part of those that three game losing streak, and you know we had we had big bad Chicago coming into town, <laughs> and. You know, the night before we made, we made a decision. We're like, no, we need we 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 need to get need to get busted to to Detroit. And we, that we, was got was to, that something that was openly discussed, or was that something that was kind of just acknowledged? Yeah. You know, like uh, absolutely. Wow. And what what when that we first started it. going? You know, when you first started talking and mouthing the words about getting busted to Detroit, were there were there any naysayers? Were there anybody going? Hey, just concentrate on getting a win or something like that, or or was that just everybody started to pile on, going, "This is what we need to do." No, I mean everybody kind of went about their business like business. Um, you know, we, it wasn't like we celebrated extra hard because we won or anything like that. It was we kind of looked at each other and was like, "This is what it's supposed to be." Mm. On to the next one. Let 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 let's go. Let's go. We just need one shot. And, of course, as we all know it, when I mentioned Jerome Bettis and Super Bowl run, what is the image that you picture? Uh, well, I got two pictures that come to mind. One was the okay. fumble in Indy, okay, that careened out of control. Uh, the other okay. was the other was uh, uh, Bussy coming out by himself at Super Bowl Forty. Uh, when everybody, you guys all held up and let Bussy run out by himself to give him that moment at the Super Bowl. Okay, so is either one of that or am I missing something? You missed it. Hey, based on the fact that I didn't even plug my headset in this morning, okay, that's not unusual that I would miss something. So when you think of Jerome Bettis and kind of iconic him and the 05 season and that run to Detroit, I think of Bussy trucking Erlacher. Oh, okay, at Chicago to start kickstart the whole thing. Yes, yes, I got you. But see, that's you as an analyst. I'm talking about as a as a fan person, right? If right. I mentioned the '05, like yes, no, I got you. That's to encapsulated. That yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so that's what Chicago was, and like you said, that was the beginning. Yes, that was the game we needed to create the snowball. Which, by the way, that was a snow game, if you remember. Yes, that was my, that's Chicago. That was my first ever snow game. Yeah. Oh, really? That was your first yeah. snow game. I didn't know that. Hadn't played the snow up until that point. Well, that's true. You're a gator. You're, you're a Florida gator. Eh, you Southern yeah, guys. You guys don't know about playing that, in those stinking weather. Except for hurricanes. But I did it. <laughs> but I did Yeah, yes, I was about to did. say, hey, hey. You did, did you not want to go inside until you saw the cheerleaders <laughs> in Miami? You mean when it was pouring at that hurricane game? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh-huh. We got to tell the truth See? on that one. Touch. Hey, hey it tough is the hurricane. Guys. <laughs> yeah, tough guys. Come on, come on, preach it, preach it. Hey, listen, Touch says, "Come on in." I go, "I can't," because the Miami cheerleaders are still out there. And if I go in, you're gonna hold it over me the rest of my life that I I retreated into the stadium, and the Miami cheerleaders stayed out in the rain. 
So I didn't. Yeah, so there you go. Just out of sheer I, working man's pride, I had to stay out there. Oh, but Southern guys can't play in cold weather. Hmm, exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. No, I'm just. I'm just saying. Let, let's let's just let's just keep it all the way fair yep. and transparent across the board here. You got it. Yes. We <coughs> don't even flinch when it co- when it comes to heavy downpours, and you could potentially be blown away. And hurricanes. Yeah. Absolutely. But flurries, flurries. Yeah, flurries. that's something new. Sorry, you, you get adjusted. You get adjusted to that. That's what you say. Oh. Man, look at it outside. It is frigid. Okay, time to roll the ball out on the old lawn there and uh, and strap on the helmet and just go collide against each other in zero-degree weather. Just, just, uh, as, as, as a just matter of course, things. what's the hottest weather you ever played in? Because, I, I mean, obviously, that's my big fear in coming out. I, again, I'm, I'm from the Northeast. All my peoples are Northeastern people. I mean, we have, uh, you know, we've got uh, the, our, our, our blood is like, 20 weight oil you know what i mean it's like we're built oh, for yeah. winter all right so what's what's the hottest weather you've ever been in and and how did you survive that do you remember so the hottest i've been in um was actually i played it wasn't it was actually wasn't out here in arizona um it was in florida it was a it was like it was like ninety. I want to say like ninety-eight degrees mm. and like ninety-five percent humidity. Oh, that's terrible. That's like we're in a second skin, man. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah, yeah. Because the first one boiled off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that and, and gills would do you better you, than lungs. Exactly, and, and the worst part about it was that game. I just, I'll never forget. We're playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm sorry, not Miami Dolphins, Miami Hurricanes. It's in college. Right. right. And um, I just remember, like, I was sweating so much and so bad that they were dumping ice on me. I had to lay on the ground on the Ooh, sidelines. Yep, yep. And they were dumping ice, like, on my body as I laid down. I believe it. I um, believe it. In between series mm. because I was cramping so bad in that game. And I just – and I don't know how I – I don't know how I physically – you know, we got into like about the end of the third, going right, the right. How I was able to go in for series after series, because I was like, because I wasn't taking in enough fluid, and I was just getting doused with ice after yeah. every single series. <laughs> it was, man, that was miserable. Yeah, that's that's the worst. I've that would be What's miserable. The <laughs> What's the coldest? Coldest you play? Yeah, coldest. Um, it was the wind chill was minus fifteen, minus twenty five, somewhere in there. It was in Buffalo. It was just miserable. But you know, you can survive cold because you can get by the heaters, sit on the bench. It's that heat yeah. that's so dead gum debilitating, man. That kills you. But we, you know what? We got to go to break because we got Bruce Gradkowski coming up, and the fact is, BG, BG, and. I believe uh, my headphones are now firmly ensconced in the board, so we're good. Jacob gave me the thumbs up, so let's go to break, and we'll be back after this. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At S&T Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why S&T Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, S&T Bank is here to help. 
Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. And Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. And after getting the bugs worked out here in the locker room, we're moving forward because we are so happy. We have Bruce Gradkowski, former Steelers quarterback, a guy right here from uh, Western PA, guy that we love, a, f- a great friend of the show. Bruce, welcome to the show, my friend. It's good to have you. Guys, it's always good to be on with you guys, especially on a Friday, you know, heading into the weekend and uh, Christmas around the corner. So I'm just thankful my my wife does all the shopping and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I just get to talk football with you guys. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So, uh, Bruce, now, you, now you, you've done a lot of radio and you are a person who's worked with a lot of different co-hosts. Let me just ask you if this has ever occurred in your travels, um, your experience Uh-oh. of Zooms. Um, have you ever had an issue when, you know, the other host has logged on digitally, right? He, he, he gets technology from that aspect. Yeah. But then he can't hear anything. He, he's, he's complaining that he can't hear his co-host through headphones. If it was you and you're like, ah, my co-host can't hear me. What would be the first thing you would check? Um, probably the settings and the audio. Yeah. And, and yeah. Make, and make sure, uh, you know, that was connected, but I also might just make sure. Uh, you, know, uh, the uh, you said it, you said it. Connected, you said connected. Wolf did uh, not plug his headset in. He didn't plug his headset in, and was asking why he can't hear me in his headphones. I can't hear. Yeah, he's like, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. Jacob's trying to operate all the other big buttons. That, that is amazing, and I don't know what's worse, that or one time I was on a Zoom call, and they couldn't hear me, and they're, like, giving me the set, like, I, you know, I can't hear And all it was is I had to press unmute. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. You understand yeah. my plight. All right? It's, I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel <laughs> Can you feel my pain? You know, I got Ninja Jacob looking at me, and I think he's going to throw a sleeper hold on me from behind. Right, because he's all honked off. He's dialing all the dials, everything else. Comes running into the studio from the production end of it. Right, he's looking around. All of a sudden, he holds up the cord and plugs it in. And I went, "Oh no!" Because it's it's the most analog thing in that entire studio is plugging the headphone jack into the headphone. You know, contr- receiver. Right. You know, it, That's it's it. like you just that is plug it in. That's Everything perfect. else is digital. Everything's electrical. <laughs> Everything has all this other craziness. You know, it's like hit your Zoom, mute it, allow mic access, 
you know, ah, digital. Oh, what's our collar board? No, that's the most analog thing he has to do. So that outside of turning the, the volume I've knob. Heard. This is probably one of the best things I've heard in a long time, though. So I appreciate you guys sharing that with me. Now, and now you wonder why maybe – uh, Matt Canada is not going to operate a silent count, no huddle with three rookies up front, right? <laughs> you wonder why that hey. might happen. <laughs> Communication is key. That's sometimes right. Yes. Gotta, sometimes you just got to be plugged in. <laughs> Bruce, you are so right, and thank you so much for joining us. Yes, this is one of the more humiliating moments of my broadcasting career, but such is life. This is the way it is. As I was telling Max, you can't fix stupid, but you sure can laugh at it, and we are doing that. So here's <laughs> here's the thing, Bruce. What 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 is holding the Steelers back from going more up tempo? Uh, maybe this weekend yeah. than they have in the past because they've shown sporadic bouts of uh, being very competent and getting it done, letting Ben kind of roll with it and putting up putting up some nice blocks of points or not. What 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 would you think? Yeah, I mean, well, that that's my number one thought going into this week is you can't wait to the end of the game to get Ben and this offense in a rhythm and to go up-tempo, no huddle. you got to incorporate that early on. Now, as a coach, I could see the other side of it, right? Because, you know, not no huddle is awesome when it's working. Right. But when it's not, now all of a sudden you might have a series, you're out there for 20 seconds, and then the defense is back on the field. Because you're, you're going quick, you're in and out, all of a sudden you don't get a first down, the defense back on the field, you put them in, you know, poor situation. The other side of it, too, I mean – like Matt Canada said, is you you have a lot of young guys up front. Mm. One of the things last week that was very disappointing to me was their pass protection, right. their blitz pickup. It just did not look like they were on the same page. I mean, you have a center, you have the O-line going to the same linebacker that the running back's going to. I mean, that that kind of stuff to me can't happen. And so I can understand from a coaching side is, look, we can't even call the play in the huddle, line up and pick up the blitz. Now, all of a sudden, if we're going quick tempo, are we going to get the calls? Are we going to be going to the right guy? But I can also argue that and say, when you're going up tempo, when you're going no huddle, you're not going to get as, as many exotic looks because the defense can't huddle up or call their play. They got to go with their two-minute stuff as well. So a lot of things to uncover, but I think number one is I don't think I wait that long if I'm the Steelers because you have to get this offense in a rhythm and we see Ben playing his best football when they're spread out going no huddle. Yeah, and, and that, that's another thing. Um, you know, can you just uh, give a little bit of insight into when you are in the no huddle up-tempo offense, people, I think, f- fear that, oh, my God, the run game's gone. Because if you leave it to a right. quarterback, all he's right. going to do is throw it all day. Um, but yeah. that's not ne- that's not always the case. Is that up tempo? You have a menu available to you that's that's either code you know it's code worded and by formation if it's done right, right? Um, yeah, no. You know, can you just talk about that? Can you just talk about how there is balance within it? But yes, sometimes if a team is tired, they're going to play more off and zone coverage, so you take advantage of that um, as opposed to yeah. trying to bang it up in there every every single play. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, no, when you go no huddle and you're the quarterback, you're trying to get your offense 
into an optimal play. You know, so you're able to see what the defense is in and get to a certain play call. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean just pass. You know, when I'd operate no huddle or when I was coach, when I was with John Gruden and we're going through different kind of calls and so forth, I'd line up. If I saw a bunch of zone covered, soft, two high safeties, I'm running the football. I'm not going to try to throw it um, versus, versus a look that they're playing all coverage. Our advantage is in the running game. So I think now you're talking about getting the offense in the optimal play. Now all of a sudden they go to single high. They bring an extra guy in the box. Now you throw you throw the ball outside. All of a sudden also you, you get that zone coverage. You get too high look. Now you could call a screen. So you're, you're able to get into plays that are more favorable to the offense. And that's why I've always liked the no huddle. And you have a menu of plays and you help your quarterback get to the right one. So, Bruce, when you look at this game coming up now, uh, you understand just what you talked about. U.S. Bank Arena, the Vikes come at you with some double-barreled, double-A gap blitzes, double-loading the B-gap, stuff, guy coming off the edge, on the very edge, sneaking down Harrison Smith, that sort of thing. Um, what adjustments do you got to make? Because you take a look at Tennessee. Tennessee will do the same thing. They'll bring those linebackers right. up, stick them in the, in the A-gaps, try to create some hesitancy. They'll bail out, play those underneath coverage uh, uh, option routes. Um, so how do you balance that, and, and how do you take them out of that? Yeah, well, you take them out of it by being able to be successful against it, whether that's being able to pick up that blitz and then you know hitting on the pass, that's mm-hmm. called. If you're able to gut them in the running game and having specific runs, you call against that type of look. Um, and, and then just going back to the blitz pickup, I mean, you, you know, that's what was disappointing. It's not like Mike Zimmer. We don't know he runs the double barrel, double a gap pressure. I mean, he's been right. doing it since he was, you know, born, <laughs> you know, he'd come out of the womb calling double barrel, double <laughs> mug uh, pressures. So, so you going into the game, you know that, and then how to pick it up. I mean, to me, anytime I face double barrel with two guys up in the a gap, I'd have to know, is there anyone else coming off the edge? And if so, what direction? Because if there's two guys up in the A-gap and there's also a safety going to come off one of the edges, I'm going to slide my line to the edge that the safety's coming off of. I'm going to have my back up in the the A-gap, picking up that A-gap blitzer. If he doesn't come, now the back stays in there and he gets the twister that comes because there's always a D-tackle, D-end, twisting inside because of, the safety blitz if that happens. So it's tough. And then on the same side, too, if you're really unsure and you're not trusting the five-down lineman and your running back, so that's a six-man protection, to pick up this look, now you have to have something in your arsenal to to be able to get to when you're concerned about pressure. You know, you bring your tight end back in, he stays in the block, and your running back. Now, all of a sudden, you have a seven-man protection. Now you're pretty much covered, and now you're signaling hand signals to guys that can win on the outside versus the man-to-man look or whatever the leverage is that you like. So you have to have multiple different answers for pressures like this. And you'll see you know, coaches out there that have good screens called because now all of a sudden if you've got a defense with a screen when they blitz, that's going to scare them out of it as well. So there's many different ways to go at it, but you just at the end of the day you have to execute the ones that you do end up calling. And, and that was perfect. Uh, that kind of led me into mine because 
like you said, when the safeties come off the edge. So when Harrison Smith came off the edge, you know, I was I, I was I was sitting there to uh, say saying to Wolf, I'm like I'm like, where's the Ringo and Lucky calls? You know, where is the orange and blue calls? You know that 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 sends you full slide because right. you have overload, you have double A's, and you got a safety off the edge. So when in doubt, you know that safety's coming more often than not in that situation. Yes, the backers can bail, but you got to sell out and go full slide. And at least Ben knows where he's throwing hot off of, right? He, he's yeah. moved the hot to a manageable location. Um, you know, w- w- when you're looking at Tennessee, I mean, what scares you the most about them offensively? Well, to be honest, you know, Derrick Henry – not around um they could still get some sense of a run game going but but not really you just honestly when you get them to third down you can't let ryan Tannehill crush you by running the football because Mm -hmm. what he does very sneaky and good is it'll be a third down and five and he goes back to pass and you think you have everyone covered down you're going to get this offense off the field all of a sudden he pushes up in the pocket he scrambles for five yards he gets the first down I mean, that's one thing Tannehill brings that he does very well that's just a backbreaker to defenses when he uses his legs. So just don't forget about his athleticism on the offensive side of the ball and him being able to run as a quarterback because that's what I think crushes teams as well. When you're trying to get off the field and situational football, third down, Tannehill will get you. And then you have to be be ready for their play-action pass. I mean, it's one thing Tannehill loves to do. He's going to play action fake. He's going to throw maybe a skinny post. He's going to throw a seam. He's going to throw the, the out route. Um, and just trying to kind of cover those up and being able to cover those. And, and at the end of the day, Tomlin's been all, always been very good at defending offenses that throw with timing and rhythm. And that's going to be this offense. You've got to knock off the timing and rhythm of Ryan Tannehill and his receivers. When you, <clears throat> I, I got to ask you this because I've I've long been wondering about it because when we saw the double A, the double barrel A gap blitzes, you know some of the things about how does a quarterback not get caught up in whether the guys bail or not because if you're under center it's one thing your back is turned those guys can can bail and then you run a slant route or or a hot route over the middle and those guys fall right into your line of vision, um, right? Yeah, I mean how. <laughs> How difficult is that? It seems to me it would well, – anything about quarterbacking seems difficult to me. This from a guy yeah. who couldn't plug his headset in, okay? So, <laughs> you know, um, but to, to that double-A gap thing, that, that has real issues for you. No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been issues for a lot of people, and that's why it's been so successful in the league uh, because you have to know how to handle it. The one thing, when I was in Cincinnati and we practiced against it every day, you know, the one thing I would always say to the QB coach and, and to other coaches is, look, you, you, you know, as a quarterback, you don't have time to, to look at the, at the double A-gap pressure and know, did the right guy come or the left guy come? Okay, the right guy came. Now, did the safety also outside him blitz as well? Oh, he came too. Now I'm hot. Or, no, he didn't come. Now I'm not hot. Now let me drop back and go through my progression. It's hard to look at a ton of things on one simple play. You have to really try to limit what you're looking at as a quarterback. So, for me, if I'm handling this, I'm going to make sure as a quarterback, okay, I'm going to protect 
this side. Say I'm just going to protect my right side. I'm sliding the line to my right. I know the running back has the A-gap blister to the left. If the guy comes off the left slot, I know he's mine, and I have to get rid of the football. Other than that, the rest is covered. I can drop back and make my read. You know, you just really have to limit where your eyes go, what you're reading. Because a lot of things that happen, and uh, sorry if it's a lot. I wish I could get up on a board for you guys. but um, I'm not sure it would help at this point, but anyhow. Trust me. I spent plenty of times on the grease board with with double A gaps having to see Cincinnati (laughs) twice a year, Bruce. So so I'm good. I'm good. In fact, if I could sleep at night and not have to think about double A gaps, that, that, that that's actually a restful night. Uh, <laughs> Bruce. So I just I just think a lot of I think a lot of young quarterbacks, that's where they get in trouble. And not just with a gap, but trying to see and do too much. So you just try to limit what a quarterback has to you know see on every given snap. And the more you can limit pre-snap, the, the faster you can play. Before we let you go, the last thing I want to hear, what's your keys to victory this weekend? What 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 is the biggest things, one, two, three, whatever it is, that you think the yeah. Steelers need to accomplish this weekend? Well, I think they definitely need to start fast as an offense. I mean, you have to get off the bus being aggressive and doing what you do and what you're successful with. I'd love to see some up-tempo type stuff from them. Uh, defensively, you still you have to still have to stop the run. I mean, Mike Vrabel is a tough, hard-nosed coach. They're going to want to still run the football. Um, and then three is just don't don't let Ryan Tannehill get off with his legs. I mean, you got to contain him. You got to stay in your a gaps. You got to or your gaps. You got to be um, detailed and specific and do your job and um, and protect the football at the end of the day. And you know, if the Steelers do those things, the Steelers have have been able to play better versus good teams. Um, they had to clean up some stuff this week with the protection issues we're talking about. So expect to see that again this week, and they have to handle that. If they can handle that, you know, Ben's been playing well at times, and he's been playing good the last few weeks. Uh, hopefully that they could keep that going. Beautiful. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you, brother. Remember, always, Guys, ha- always plug in your headset. Yeah, well, guys, I love it, man. Have a good week, and and Merry Christmas to you guys if we don't talk. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you so much. All right, we'll be back with more Wolf Starks, the Ninjas, and the headsets all in the locker room here. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. The number is 412-919-1316 if you want to get in and comment on everything from the Steelers' upcoming game against the Titans, how to beat the double-A gap blitz, or have you had an instance in your life where you've not plugged your headset in? Uh, we want to know all those things. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, Max, because you know, talking about the fact that you guys put together four in a row back in 05, but you had the audacity to put eight together in a row to go to Super Bowl forty to win. And, you know, as one of my favorite movies, Angel in the Outfield. Did you ever hear of that movie? Oh, All right. of course. Angels in the Outfield? outfield. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the little kid said, oh, yeah. it could happen. Well, you know what? Keith Butler makes a great point. Hey, let's give ourselves a chance. You know, before everybody's ready to pack it in this season, before 
we get people like going no and this and that. Hey, listen, there is always hope of fire, man. There, there is that hope. I mean, ballplayers got to live in that realm of having hope and backing that hope up with hard work, tenacity, and an undying faith in your ability to overcome. Because there's nowhere else to go, buddy. I mean, it's not like you can punch yeah. out before the end of the season and go, okay, I'm done. you got to believe, and you got to believe and back it up. And, Max, you've lived through that. Yeah, no, I, you, you, you have to have that core belief, right? I mean, I talk about it all the time, that the most infectious thing um, in this world, and, and in a good sense, not talking about, you know, obviously what's out, what's out in the world right now with COVID-19, but a thought. If a thought can permeate in your mind long enough, you can accomplish great things that you didn't think you were capable of. Um, the thought is we will not be denied. We are going to set out and finish what we thought we were going to. And when you had everybody in the room buying into that thought at that moment, we were able to accomplish a lot of great things. Um, and that, but that's where you have to be at the beginning. That's the first thing you have to have complete and utter buy-in because just like you, you referenced, right. You know, we believe it can happen. You know, Hey, I believe it can happen. Well, if everybody's believing in that locker room, it'll will you to do some great things. You'll play outside. Absolutely. Of yourself. You, yes. You, you will present the best version of yourself when you can look in the eyes of the other person that's next to you or across from you or in the same side of the ball as you. And then you can look across to the other side of the ball. If everybody believes that, that's a heck of a thing right there. That That, that is a squad you don't want to mess with because you're now messing with destiny. And that's what they're believing. We are manifesting our destiny right now, and we are going to do everything in our power to sacrifice to get it done. Now, I talked about my own personal part of it. I, I, I tore my knee, you know, against Baltimore in that loss during that three-game losing streak. Right. It was easy to go uh, go on IR, right. right? That would be the easy you know, way Hey, out. hey, hang, hang, hang it up. Hang it up. Let somebody else play. You know, and, and at that point, Marvell was injured, and Trey Essex, a rookie, was starting at left tackle. Right, I remember. Trey was a rookie at left tackle playing. I was a second year at right tackle playing. Sounds awfully familiar. You know, sounds but... sounds sounds eerily familiar. Yes. Um, you know, so, you know, when you think of that, you know, we had a rookie in the backfield by the name of Willie Parker. <laughs> yeah, that had that had some significant time, right? Yes, you still had Jerome, and Deuce was kind of dinged up during that time, but you know we have Veron Haynes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know w- we were we were sharing duties. We were sharing duties. We had a rookie tight end by the name of Heath Miller. <laughs> How about that? Heard of that guy? Yeah. Heard of the, heard of that guy? Uh, we had a, we had a lot we had a lot of young guys that, and. Ben's only in his second year at quarterback at this time. Right. So, but we all bought in. 
We all bought in. We all circled the wagons. After a three-game losing streak, December 10th, we go out, we play a team by the name of the Chicago Bears. That was pretty good. Right. They, they, they were one of the top teams in the NFC at that time. And we weren't going to be denied. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing. We had that that kumbaya moment that closed the door. Thank you, coaches. But no, thank you. You're not needed right now. We got this. Our The guys in our locker room, we need to have a powwow. And it just so happens it's invite only. And your invitation's still in the mail. <laughs> when you get it, then you can come in. But as of right now, it's all present and accounted for. Yeah. We're good. Give us some minutes. We'll open the doors in a few. And that's what you have to have. And when you can get that type of buy-in, a lot of great things can happen. And I can tell you from personal experience. See, that is the beauty of it because it's not just something that uh, is has no substance to it. You know, I love in Hebrews 11 when it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now the Apostle Paul is not talking about football. Okay, but it's very, yeah. but it has correlation in that you have as a group, you come together and you believe in the man to your right, the man to your left to accomplish that which he needs to do. You're all going to take that stand of accountability towards each other. And the domino effect of one win equals two wins equals three and four and all of a sudden that stacking of wins as Mike Tomlin refers to it or as Chuck used to call used to call it success begets success in other words it just takes uh, uh, that that rolling down the hill of a snowball effect it can happen but at least at the very least it's like Keith Butler says let's give ourselves a chance I mean, before we get all the naysayers say, okay, you got the Tennessee Titans come in, minus Derrick Henry, they're still rushing for a buck 37 or whatever. Well, okay, but you know what? You shut down Cleveland pretty good. You know, you shut down the Ravens pretty good. You have that capability of being able to draw from within yourselves and know the evidence isn't there, the hard evidence of saying it, but substantively you have shown at, at opportune times the ability to do it. And this is a team that last year you held them to 82 yards rushing. And if you get enough of the guys back and enough of the guys getting the job done, great things can happen. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of where you have to look at it and say, you know what? We got something going here. And I think that's what it is. That success starts to build. It's like a snowball going downhill, right? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger to where it becomes unstoppable. Right. But you got to form the, the snowball, right? You've <laughs> you got to have that. Gotta yeah. Form, yeah, you've got to have And that's the buy-in. The buy-in is the base of that snowball. Then you have to go out there on faith, push it down the hill. And you're like, okay, I pushed it down the hill. We took that step, right? We didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't know how we were going to get there. But we're, we're, we're going to roll down this hill. And then as you roll down a hill, it gets bigger. It gets bigger. And it's like an avalanche, right? You know, once it starts, A, you don't want to be at the bottom of the hill when, when, when it gets to you, right? You don't want to be in its way. And, you know, you're like, ah, this, was, this started as this little, little, little ball. How did it become so big? The confidence surrounds that 
faith and that thought, and it continues to move down in a fast progression to where it catches people off guard, to where it catches people unprepared. Because like you said, I, I watched film. This isn't, this isn't the same team, right? That's what we, why, why is this team different all of a sudden? It's because of confidence. It's because of faith. Because you have, you have trust. And that's what we all have to do. And so you go out every single play to make sure that you're instilling that trust in your teammate. To make sure you're showing up, hey, I got you. I know, I know what this is. I know, don't worry. I got this. Trust me because I trust you and because you trust them, right? It has to be all in synergy with each other in order for that to work. But if you can, you create that big snowball by the time you get in a position. And that's what it says. There's still an opportunity here. You guys still have an avenue. You have a lane that you can go down that if done correctly, you can be in the playoffs. And that's all you need. Because once you get to that point, everything's all square. Doesn't matter your record. Just matters where you're at in the slotting. I just got one of those seven coveted spots. Right. That's all that matters. I got I got my ticket to the game. Now it's up to me what I do with it from there. My view isn't better. Well, you wait a little bit, win a game. Guess what? I can move down a section. I can get closer view to my goal. I'm waiting in queue to get to my opportunity, but I have to be fervent and I have to be faithful. That's exactly the point. I mean, seriously, that's where, you, you know, one of the things that I want to explore in the next hour is talking about the fact, all right, you, once you initiate that, you get that first win at Chicago, then the second, then the third, was the, and I want you to think about this, was there ever a point where there was a wavering, a wonder that we might not be able to pull this run off or a fa- something that occurred along the way, which might have been when JB fumbled the ball in Indianapolis. That was a point where, yeah, there was a big swing in momentum. But we're going to explore all that. We're going to come back with more. The number is 412-919-1316. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.